The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In a world that can be challenging and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up, that by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James, and we are taking The Spark and we are igniting it. So glad that you're here with us today. Just wanted to send out a bunch of love and warmest wishes to you wherever you are in the world right now. And wherever you are, just take a moment to stop and pause wherever you are right now. If you're not driving, I always have to say that. (laughs) Close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and one on your belly and take a nice deep breath into the core of your being. Give yourself this moment to just feel into you and maybe bring to mind one thing that you really do appreciate about yourself. And it might be the way that you are a loving person in the world, or it might be that you're kind to others, or it might be that you notice beautiful things in nature, or you love animals. Just marinate for one moment on that really good thing about you. As we do that, It really does help to change our mindset and it gives us pause from our repeated thoughts that at times can be negative. So do this small, simple reset for yourself and notice how your day starts to feel better. Well, I have someone really special with me today on the show. I have Dr. Miriam Selverglate, and she is a triple board certified physician in internal medicine, geriatrics, and obesity medicine, 
and the founder of Virtual Wellbeing MD, which is a clinic that offers comprehensive, holistic, and personalized care to patients using advanced technology and evidence-based medicine to prevent and heal medical and emotional conditions that could affect their current and or future quality of life and well-being. And Dr. Z, as she's known, is the author of the number one bestseller book, The 3G Cycle of Life, The Secrets for Achieving Joy, Meaning, and Well-Being. She has two awesome sons, a caring husband, a supportive family, and her big dream is to help others achieve lives of joy, meaning, and well-being. So thrilled to have Miriam on the show. Welcome to The Spark. Thank you so much for having me. And actually, I needed that reset. So uh, thank you so much for doing that. It was perfect. Oh, <laughs> perfect wonderful. Perfect timing. <laughs> wonderful. So, you know, I'm curious, you were sharing a little bit about your story before we got on the interview and you grew up in Peru. I'm a Latin girl, a Peruvian girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. What, what got you, Miriam, interested in medicine? Because you were sharing that, you know, in Peru, while people might respect you, people didn't go into medicine because you were going to get rich. No, you will never be rich as a doctor. <laughs> that's clear. I wanted to help. I, I believe that that's a, something that I had in my heart, in my mind, since I was a little girl. I didn't know how to do it for sure. I was young enough to, I, I, I was trying to volunteer in different places. And I remember that my mom will take me and they will kick me out because I was so young to, to do this or that. And uh, finally, I decided that psychology probably was, you know, my stuff. Uh, but my best friend uh, suggested that if I will be a psychologist, better to be a psychiatrist so we can go together to medical school because she was going to medical school. The funny part of the story is that I was terrified of needles and I used to faint in front of blood, uh, including meat. Like I will not be able to go to a place and see the meat there. I will not even touch it. Uh, so my parents didn't like the idea. And that's what you need to do when you have an adolescent at home, right? Say no. She will do yes. Yeah. Uh, I went to medical school. <laughs> and my, my friend didn't, actually. She changed her mind. So I ended up going by myself. <laughs> and she went for business. So uh, I blamed her and I thanked her <laughs> for the same reason. Yeah, and that was my... That was my way to enter in a world where truly I, I, I find myself. I, I, I found myself in medicine. I, I enjoy it. I continue enjoying it with all the challenges that we have around. But um, that was my place to be. <laughs> yes, yes. And so it took a while for you to come to America. And it sounds like it took one special man to get you here. Yes, yes, Alex, my husband, uh, one year of dating back and forth, Miami Lima. <laughs> um, yes, and, and it's very interesting because I was already practicing for 10 years in my country, and I have a couple of patients. They saw me growing, right? I started working at the Navy when as soon as I finished medical school and 10 years later, I was escalating there and, and, and they saw me, right? They saw me growing in, 
as, as a physician. And every time they will come and ask me uh, if I am dating someone, and my answer will be like, no, I am a doctor. I am busy. I am. Uh, and just around the time that I met Alex, they asked me again, and I answered exactly the same. And they told me that that time, and I believe that's the last time that I saw them, by the way, uh, they told me, who will be waiting for you at home uh, when you will be sick? Because we love you, but we have our family. Your other patients have their family, your staff, your students. So all the time that you spend with all these people, right? Yes, but they go home with someone else, not with you. And then they show me my white coat. They told me, this is what you use. It's not your skin. It was perfect timing. <laughs> Wow. Uh, months later, I was, yeah, uh, engaging, you know, uh, my relationship with Alex and getting married. <laughs> so that was really a pivotal moment for you. Yes, because you don't see those things. I feel like it happens in medical school and I am discovering that in, in, in reality is happening in many other types of careers and especially for women, when we have this kind of brainwash moment, right? They put us a new, a new chip and they tell us that we will, our, that our value will depend on the number of certifications that we achieve, the title that we get, the salary that we receive, how fancy are your shoes or whatever. And then they also mentioned that this will be very difficult for you because you are a woman, right? This is not the space for you. And, and, and you have this adolescent inside of you that is telling you, oh, show them. Show them mm -hmm. that you can do this, right? And you create a tiny monster that uh, every time that it's the pleasure of, you know, the new certification and the, uh, I don't know, the recognition and the new position gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly this tiny monster is a big monster and you are swallowed by it. And you don't know anymore who you are and you lost your identity and, and you have no clue why you are doing what you are doing. And I believe that I was swallowed by, you know, my little monster. I lost clarity of what was a priority for me. And that moment was uh, one of the many wake-up calls that I had to receive because after years, then I forgot again. You know, it's like <laughs> we are humans, we, we forget. And, um, and COVID was the, the second important time, right, that opened my eyes again to, okay, who I am, who I am in for real and who I want to be. Well, such a powerful sharing. Thank you. I feel like that is something that truly does happen to us as women. And particularly, we can think that our program for happiness is all external. It's how we look. It's what we achieve. Absolutely. As we're climbing the success ladder. So I heard you say, you know, it's like all of our value all of a sudden becomes external to us. And the He's importance, external. yeah, that importance of then that wake up to our authentic self and getting back in touch with that. And so what happened during COVID that was even the next chapter of awareness for you? So I believe that all of us, we were faced 
or we were placed in, in front of mortality, right? Vulnerability, fear, losing someone, right? Knowing that you can you can lose your own life, you can lose everything that you built during your life. And if that is not a wake-up call, I, I have no idea what else could be, right? So that was what happened to majority of us. But then you had these specific situations like what happened to doctors, right? To, to know that you were not supported, that the healthcare system was not there for you, that uh, you were not appreciated. And that, that was a second wake-up call. And diversity, uh, inclusion, and all these things that we mentioned every day were not present, right? And we were seeing the differences uh, very clear. And I am someone that cannot ignore those things, uh, for good or for bad. I, I, I cannot be selectively blinded. I, I, I see what I see, and I hear what I hear. Uh, and I didn't like it. And that forced me as a leader in the place where I was working to start to investigate a little more. Because when you when you have people working with you or for you, or they are, you know, you are mentor them, you need to do something about that. It's like I became the mother of, of my residents or, you know, and when I started to learn that 400 physicians die by suicide every year in this country, uh, and this was before COVID, when I know that today 65% of physicians are burned out, 60 extra are depressed, uh, clinically depressed, you ask yourself, what is going on? So it's not my perception um, and what happened. And, and that was the initial reason why I quit my job. And I left, you know, all the fancy <laughs> positions and I went to work uh, in telehealth, uh, stay home with my kids, uh, be available for my parents. And I started to write a book, trying to share the message. But the book was not enough, sadly. I was able to touch some life, but not enough. So my next step was to create a clinic and to try to use what the information that was in the book this time in real life and, and, and directly to patients. So yeah, it has been a has been a route of a lot of changes, I guess, and ups and downs, but has been a, a happy uh, a happy um, experience because I have been surrounded by good people. I am grateful about that. Well, and let's talk about your book a little bit, because I'm really curious. You know, there's obviously some wonderful things that came out during this time. And so, first of all, the 3G cycle of <laughs> life, what, what does that mean? What is the 3G cycle of life? So I have been considered resilient all my life. I didn't even know why or how. I, I thought that was good luck. <laughs> my dad used to tell me good luck doesn't exist. And I would be like, no, puppy, I have good luck. Things happen because I have good luck. But during COVID, good luck was not enough. So I was trying to understand how I go back again, right? How I, I bounce back again, trying to use it in my favor and to explain that to others, right? Like we will do it, right? But we will do it not just because of luck. And, and trying to find out 
how do I function? What I notice is that I really start any of my cycles and my cycles could be as big as a school <laughs> or could be as small as uh, learning how to use a computer, right? I mean, cycles could, could mean different things, but every, every cycle for me starts with a goal. What do I want to do? or what I am forced to do, right? There are some obligations in life that you need to. Uh, what do I dream with, right? Um, so setting my goals, that will be my first G, is the way that I start. And when I know what I want, or at least what I need to do, right? What I'm forced to do, uh, I need to have the way to go through the complete cycle. So it's, it's the, the, the part number it's the, the part that is fundamental, right? It's the one that sets the map, the route for, for, for the journey. Then I, I need the fuel, right? It's like, how do you drive that car? How do you walk through it without its energy? And that's, for me, great, the second G, right? It's this passion inside of you, this motivation, this uh, persistence that keeps you moving. But what I discovered is that sometimes you will feel tired, overwhelmed, you will forget about that passion or you will ask like, why I have this in my mind, right? Uh, crazy me. And that's when your mentors, your friends, your family will cheerlead you and will tell you, keep going, keep going. So I feel like grit can be also coming as an external, right? Can, can be motivated by someone else. And last but not least, either you close your goal, your, your cycle, achieving your goal. But the reality is that that doesn't happen all the time. How many times we change our minds? How many times we try, we try, we try, and we just, we cannot do it. Or, you know, or we try, we try, we try, and finally we get it done. So I feel like no matter what is the outcome, no matter if you are able to do it or not, you get what you want or you don't, if you open your eyes and your heart and your mind and you embrace the journey, you will able also to embrace the growth and you will learn something from this journey, no matter what. And I have the feeling that we'll learn more from those that have been more challenges, those, those journeys that have been difficult, that have forced us to be in front of, you know, what we don't like or what is uncomfortable for us because allow us to develop these skills that we didn't even know that we need or that we have inside of us. And that's a 3G cycle. <laughs> yeah, the 3G cycle. Now I want to make sure I have them. The first G is? Growth. Growth. Uh, sorry, it's goal. Goal. First is goal. Goal. Then growth. Greed and growth. Greed and growth. And growth. And greed, yeah. as you said, is that passion. Passion, energy inside of you. <laughs> yes, love that. Okay, and, and the <laughs> secrets to achieving joy, meaning, and well-being. So as, as you focus on those three Gs, then it sounds like you're bringing those things into your life. Yeah, because you are, you are being intentional. When you, when you think about, and, and if you go through the book, what you will notice is that I use a lot of tools that are being used by business people or uh, engineering, right? These methods to evaluate uh, processes uh, and uh, I just transform them a little to be set uh, for us, right? Because we are a complete machine. <laughs> we are a complete project. 
Uh, our life is a project and we really function in ways that are very similar to our organization or a, a project, any type of project. We, we, we decide to do something, we need to go for it and we can have good outcomes or negative outcomes. It's the time to analyze what did we do right? What did we do wrong? How do we fix it? Do we need help from someone else? Do we need to learn something else? Uh, do we really want this? Is this really for us? And then take the new decision and keep going. And, and that is really life, or that is at least how I see life. And I feel like if you see your life as a project, right, and you enjoy each part of it, and you are intentional in each part of it, and you are open-minded and embrace it, what you will have is opportunity after opportunity after opportunity of learning, 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 and that means growing, 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 no matter how difficult is the challenge. Yes, I, I so hear you, and I, and I resonate with it so much. That's one of the things I say to my clients all the time. <laughs> whether they're coaching clients or my psychotherapy clients, our growth edge is rarely comfortable. Yes, it's painful. <laughs> it's absolutely painful. I mean, I'm living it. It's, it and I was telling you before, right? I, like I had a tantrum because I, I, I confused the accounts of, of my bank and I pay with the wrong card. And, I, uh, and, and you will think that, if you talk with someone that is in administration of his life or her life, this will be so simple. And for me that I'm supposedly, you know, an educated person with all the certifications, I am fighting uh, against something that is so as simple as press a button and click, right? Nothing wrong about that. And I believe that, uh, and I'm sharing this publicly, uh, <laughs> even many probably are laughing right now, say, whoa, but yeah. What's the problem? You don't know, you learn. And I'm sure tomorrow I will make the same mistake, right? Will be another one, but, and I will keep learning and, and I will become this business person that I am pushing myself to be right now. And what's wrong about that? And I feel like we, we have been told so many times that we need to be perfect. Right? That, that admitting that we are not is, oh my goodness. We are not perfect. We were not designed to be perfect. We will never be perfect. Make friends with that idea and keep living. <laughs> That's it. We will make mistakes. The idea, the question is, do you are you ready to learn something about that and from that? Or, or you want to be the same person that you were 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Because that is not living. That is surviving. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and such an important distinction, Miriam. I mean, we want to be thriving in our lives, not just surviving them. Oh, yeah. It's not worth it. So I part think- of it is really opening up, like you said, and embracing this idea. We don't have to be perfect. We're not made to be perfect, like <laughs> you said. And and to befriend that idea. I love that. Befriending the idea that we can be perfectly imperfect. We can be, yes, we can be, and, and, and we can be kind with ourselves too. And, and when we admit the fact that we can make mistakes, we will be more compassionate to ourselves, right? Uh, and we will understand. Yeah, yesterday I had an awful evening, right? I have a crying moment and a tantrum. Okay, 
And you know what? Then you clean your eyes. You keep going. And nothing bad happens. Absolutely. And, and we need to admit that we are humans. Uh, the problem is, and, and my dad always repeat that to me, is, is not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you will you know, stand back. And, and I feel like, again, that concept has not been placed in the chip that they introduced us <laughs> during childhood. <laughs> and we may need to change that chip. In your mind, I'm curious, what should the tape say when we're children? What would help? Um, you are loved. You are unique. Embrace who you are. Embrace your uniqueness. Be kind to yourself. Enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. What, what beautiful messages. Yeah. What else? I, I repeat that to my kids and my husband does the same. And it's not that we decided we had a conversation. It's very funny because it's very, you know, it's kind of intuitive for both of us. We, we try to tell them that. Uh, and, and, and I believe that that is fundamental. That's if you love yourself, if you respect yourself, if you admit your vulnerabilities, if you embrace who you are, the rest of your life will be easier because you will not be judging yourself all the time. You will not be questioning yourself. You will not be afraid to take decisions. I remember those days when I was younger, right? And and even today, for some things, I, I will have that feeling, oh, very attenuated, but, but it's still there where you are trying to take decisions between two or three things and you are suffering, right? And, and, and sometimes these two or three things are wonderful. It's like, do I go to, I don't know, Greece, Italy, or, or I don't know, England? And you are suffering to take, because you may fail, because maybe if you go to one place, you are missing the opportunity. You are selecting between three wonderful things. Be grateful. Go, <laughs> enjoy. And when we have to, take decisions about more difficult things, that same monster is inside of you reminding you that you can make a mistake. How you can live your life being afraid of yourself? Because that, that's exactly what is happening is you are afraid of your own decisions. Well, and you had to, you had to calm that monster in yourself because you just took on this huge quest and opened your own clinic. Yes, but I opened this clinic, first of all, with a lot of support. I have been contacting and I have been contacted by a lot of people in LinkedIn. It's very funny and, and it's a true story that knew what I was trying to do and knew about my mission and having kind enough to offer their knowledge or support their, you know, sometimes even just like a, we are here for you, whatever it was, uh, knowing that I was really jumping on a pool without too much water. And, and, and that has been wonderful. And, and I believe that recognizing that, right, that you cannot do things by yourself, or, or at least if you will do them, it will be very difficult. So I, I believe that I was able to create my goal. And I have in my great side, all these people giving me fuel, right? Uh, and, and sometimes was fuel just in 
that you're leading, but it was also fueling knowledge and, and tools and skills that I needed. So I decided not to do it by myself. And I decided to be very transparent about how scared I was. So I put my ego very far away. I sent my ego to Peru <laughs> and, you know, and cannot return. And I decided that to admit this is difficult. This is difficult. I'm afraid. Um, but I'm ready for the challenge. And I am ready for the challenge. And I am, I am happy. I am excited. This, can you imagine the opportunity, the, the, the amazing things that I will learn, that I will do? I mean, who has the opportunity to do the crazy things that I have been doing in my life, right? And to reinvent myself again and again. And the truth is that I am not a special. I am just a normal woman. So if I am doing it, everybody else can do it. And everybody else can say, boss, is this the life that I want? Is this the Miriam or Stephanie or whoever that I want to be? Is this what I was dreaming about all my life? If not, time to change. Yeah. And so this is my question for you. And I'm sure some of this is in the book as well. I'm curious as I work with clients, you know, one of the most difficult things is that first step into change, because even if things aren't working or they don't feel good, a lot of times, you know, people will say, at least it's familiar. Like I know what it's like to struggle. or I know what it's like to feel depressed. And so making that just first step or shift into change can be almost paralyzing. What What is your suggestion for people who are wanting to take that first step? I believe that the first thing that they need to do is to really analyze where they are. I believe that self-awareness is the first step for change because if you really are struggling so much, if you're so miserable, if you're in so much pain, and my, my husband repeats that to me many times too, he's like, or you stop complaining or you do something about it, right? Uh, and I remember when I was a study for the steps, I have to go through almost all the training of medical school. And the first week that I started, uh, I cried all the week, nonstop. I was sitting 10 hours in front of a computer, checking biochemistry after 20 years of learning biochemistry and trying to learn again. And I cry, I cry, I cry. My husband will come back home and will say nothing. At the end of the week, he told me, well, we have a situation here. We need to stop. And I'm like, okay, you have three options. Or you are not a physician anymore, right? And you, you quit and find out what else do you want to do? Or you shut up and start studying and get this test done at the end, or you get your staff and go back to Lima, Peru and practice per there, but I will not tolerate this anymore, <laughs> right? <laughs> and yes, if, if you're suffering so much, don't stay where you are. Find out outlets, right? So self-awareness, number one, and then create plans, alternative plans. And there are, Ones that will be like, no way, I was not going back to Peru, right? And for me, uh, not being a doctor was not a good plan, right? And you can say, well, I, I need to change my job. I am not this type of job. No, I cannot be an employee. Well, take your time and analyze your opportunities. 
right? Like we do in any project. What are your challenges? What are your opportunities? What do you want to achieve? What are your goals? And you don't need to do this fast and, and don't push yourself. Be kind in the process and you will go back and forth. You will go back and forth and that's okay. Use a team to support you. Have you know, a specific people to be with you during the process. And when you are like being afraid, so you have someone to hear that is telling you, you can do this, you can do this. And, and, and finally, jump, jump. Because if you think about life, it's so short. I, I always take decisions and I will, this is very simple, really, not, nothing sophisticated, but I will tell you how I I take decisions and I started doing this in medicine and then I applied to my life. So it was the opposite. I remember asking myself when I was supposed to send a patient to the emergency or maybe not, or start this or maybe not. I, I used to ask myself, if I go tonight to bed, I will be thinking in this patient, I will be worried or I will be able to sleep. Okay. If I will be worried, I need to change my plan because this is not working. I use the same in my life. If I keep doing what I am doing, or if I take this decision, I will be able to sleep the rest of my days, the rest of my week, okay, or not. If the answer is not, we need to go for change. And change is amazing. Yeah. And so as you stopped crying, you know, for that week and you took your husband's advice and you yeah. made your own plan, what happened? So I thrived. I got amazing scores. I was amazed for the new things that I was learning because when I went to medical school, this technology didn't exist. So suddenly I was learning things that were super new and super cool. And I... I believe that my curiosity started going up, right? And, and, and created adrenaline in my body and my ego, my fear, my, you know, everything uh, was shrinking. And, and suddenly this became a fun thing to do. And I did the residency and the internship being pregnant, which was a challenge, right? But my, my co-residents were the age of could be my kids actually, right? I was 40, they were in the 20s. So I was really, and I was pregnant with my first kid. And I, I was running like a penguin in the hospital and doing my 30 hour calls. And I, I worked till the end to the point that with Ari, my little one, I was on call and I was delivering my baby, not in the hospital where I was working. I didn't want to you know, get crazy in front of people that I know. So I went to a different hospital to have my baby 30 minutes away, but I was on call and they were not able to take me to the operation room because I had my pagers. I had to answer if someone calls. So they had to send someone from my hospital to pick up the pager so I can have my baby. So I work until the last second officially. <laughs> And it was amazing. So all my fears, all my ego, all my, all this thing that I don't deserve this. Why is this happening to me? This is not fair. You know, disappear when I focus on what was important. And what was important was to create a family, to, to, to regain the opportunity to be a doctor, to, you know, 
to enjoy, to enjoy life instead of complaining. Well, you are such a shining example of what it's like to, to really thrive. I, I would wish that every listener could see your face because you're so glowing and you just have this beautiful, ever-present smile. And Thank you. Yes, but it's, it's not every day, but it's not every day. And I want to be transparent with that. Like, yes, I, I, I mean, this is who I am. But there are bad days too, or there are bad minutes too. And, and that is okay. There is nothing abnormal about having days that are difficult or having moments that are difficult. But if you forgive yourself for those moments, if you if you make friends with yourself and you acknowledge, yeah, I have a breakdown and you know I, I cry or, or I, I got upset, but you go back again to your, you know, to your journey. And you learn something from that. So nothing wrong about that. Keep going. Keep going. Don't focus in these little, you know, moments. I mean, they are okay. We don't throw computers because one day we have a virus, right? Or because our, uh, one, one document disappeared. We, we don't put them in the garbage. We fix them, right? Why we will put ourselves in the garbage or we will talk bad about, about ourselves if we have a tantrum one day? Yeah, I love that. It's <laughs> yeah, we, we get to show up as human beings. And you know, the other thing I always used to laugh about is I'm like, if I had a bumper sticker, it would say, Life is messy. And you know, <laughs> life is messy, it's wonderful and messy and rich and sometimes difficult and challenging. And as human beings, we're the same. And so I love your message, Miriam. I cannot believe that we're out of time. Where wow. can people get your book? The 3G Cycle of Life, The Secrets to Achieving Joy, Meaning, and Well-Being. It's on Amazon, so they can find it there. And I, I, I want to say something small about the book. The book has not numbers in the chapters. So if you are not someone that loves to read or kind of spend time or you're afraid of starting and you will not be able to finish, don't worry about that. You can read that book in the order that you want just to pick a chapter and you will have the information that you need. Uh, that book is your journey, not my journey. You will get 30, more than 30 stories of different people and a lot of, of exercises and, 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 and fun stuff and science, but that will be your book. So don't be afraid of touching. Actually pick a chapter, open it, read it, and then close it. And when you have time again, you can go for it. Uh, it's a non-stress book. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And how do people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about your clinic? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my my website is www.virtualwellbeingmd.com. And uh, they can find me also in LinkedIn uh, as Dr. C, actually. So <laughs> so it's, say it again, it's www.virtualwellbeingmd. Miriam, thank you so much for being here. If, if there is an essential message you want to leave with the listeners before we sign off, what would that be? Something that my boy told me when he was seven years old. This is your life. This is your choice. This is your journey. And I will add to that, embrace it. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Miriam, such a joy to have you on the show Thank you so much, so much for being here and helping us to ignite all these sparks. Thank you. 
You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe and receive every episode. For more information about this show, my books, films, and events, go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.